you have just tuned into the Being One podcast. Hey, 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 it's your girl Samantha Laguerre on the Being One podcast, the podcast where we will embark on a journey to be one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. Hello, Kingdom Citizens. Welcome back to the Being One Podcast. I am your host, Samantha P. Laguerre. I pray that you all are doing well. Um, if you have not listened to the Wear Back episode, I encourage you to go and listen to it. Um, where I was just, you know, basically, well, I need you guys to listen to it so we can all be on one accord, be on the same page um, moving forward. Um, also on there, I spoke about having T-shirts. Um, that I'm taking donations for and also about going live on Facebook. Um, I mentioned going live on Fridays. I ended up going live on Saturday last week and I feel maybe Saturdays would be better. That way you guys have time to listen to the episode um, and then come on the live and engage. So y'all let me know. Um, So I went around, I went live around what, like 3.30 last week. Um, So around three o'clock on a Saturday is the aim Um, for me to go live and engage with you all and just recap on the episode for that week. Um, Thank you. Thank you for those who were on. Um, It went very well. I was very nervous. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I was very nervous um, because I've I've never been on live and I was just like, who going to click on it? Um, But, you know, God, listen, the word the word was needed. Um, I got confirmation that, you know, it was needed in the season. Um, it was an on-time word, and I thank God for that. And if you have not um, seen it, if you go on the Being One Podcast YouTube channel, you will find the video, yay. Um, and then it should also be on the Being One Podcast page on Facebook as well. Um, so it's definitely there for you to view. It's definitely there for you to comment on and engage with and, and engage on. If you have any questions, you know, I'm down for the questions. You know, I like to talk. Um, and yeah, it, the, the video ended up being like, I could think a good, like 30, 35 minutes, which I was shocked. Um, but then I, I, I remembered I like to talk so that, you know, I, I wasn't too shocked about it. Um, but yeah, so, um, on today we're going to talk about challenge truth, y'all challenge truth. Um, and the reason why this is being talked about, I believe that this is, this is something that needs to be talked about in this season. Like we listen, we we're going from glory to glory. I always speak on that. We're going from glory to glory. I never want to be comfortable in the position or the level that I am in um, spiritually. I don't like sometimes I feel like, you know, sometimes we get complacent where it's just like, oh, I'm good. You know, me and God are good. Um, you know, I go to church here and, you know, I go to church consistently. You know, I, I crack up the devotions every day like you know and then we just get complacent in that but me look I'm like look this this I know this this is not it like I see too many people um out here who are just living in the supernatural and I'm like look I'm trying to get that in more okay um and so I always say look this I may be at this level but there there there's a next level there has to be right um and so as you go on from the next level to next level as you pursue to go in deeper in Christ like there are things that is going to change you know mindsets going are going to change there is new knowledge that you're going to learn there is new understanding that's going to need to be had there is more wisdom that's is that's going to be needed and so challenge truth um you know especially in this generation um, the truth, God's truth, it gets challenged all the time. 
um, people are coming up with new revelations and new ideologies and, and different things all the time just because the truth gets challenged. And sometimes when your truth gets challenged and you don't you don't really understand why it is that you believe this truth, you are able to be deceived, right? Like, you know, let's say someone told me, you know, two plus two is five, right? And then they're just really challenging me on that. And I'm like, no, it's four. And they're like, why do you think it's four? Who made the number two? Who gave the value to two, right? And then they're just asking all these questions. And then you don't really know for real. You're just like, I mean, that's what I've been told my whole life. And then they make you question it. And you start thinking like, well, man, was I being lied to my whole life? And then now you switch up what you knew to be truth. And now you walking around talking about two plus two is five. Or now you might even be saying like, there is no two plus two. That it was, it was you know, the numbers are infinite. Or you start saying things because of the fact that you didn't really understand why it is that you believe what you believed. Or, you know, you let the people get into your head. And now you just confused. And so you don't want to... You don't want to even talk about it anymore, you know? Um, and so this happens a lot of times um, in Christianity um, to believers, to kingdom citizens. Um, our truth gets challenged. And not only does it get challenged by um, people, it gets challenged by the devil, y'all. He be out here challenging what we know. And um, I was in prayer and God um, gave me this and it says that the enemy challenged what we know but if you don't understand what you know, you can be easily deceived. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. The enemy challenges what we know. But if you don't understand what you know, you can be easily deceived. And um, we can see this in Genesis 3. Um, again, if you are a Bible scholar, you know that this is um, the chapter where man and woman sinned. This is where Adam and Eve sinned. Um, and so I'm going to just quickly read, um, starting from verse one in the New Living Translation. If you are new, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I refer to the listeners of this podcast as kingdom citizens because we are a part of God's kingdom. Um, and that makes us citizens. And um, I also read from the New Living Translation. Um, I have a King James Version Bible. So sometimes I'll, you know, if there's a word that I just want us to dive in, I'll read from there. And then, yeah, so. Listen, this is, this is kind of like Bible study. This is like Bible study here. Um, so I'm going to just read it. Um, so it reads, the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruits looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame in their nakedness. So they sued fig trees together to cover themselves. So that was one through seven. Again, that was Genesis chapter three. And this is where we see the enemy, the devil, came and he challenged Eve on what God said. And because she didn't truly understand 
what was said, she was easily deceived, right? And I know a lot of us, we always get at Eve like, oh my gosh, Eve, like, how can you do this to us? Now we're just miserable in this life because you sinned, you had one job, right? Like God said, don't eat it. Why would you eat it? Like, you know, all these things, like how are you just so easily deceived and why are we just so convinced? We say all these things, but little do we know we're like Eve every day being deceived by the enemy. Like every day, y'all, like, you you get him at eve but like we need to get at y'all like um you know this was definitely a lesson like it was in the bible for a reason you know what i mean like we we saw what the enemy did and we're to look at that see that and and use that as an example to know what we shouldn't do right but we fall victim to it every day um every day every second of the day someone is being challenged someone um the enemy is coming and challenging what god has said about you what god has said in his word and being deceived by it because of the lack of understanding okay um so we're gonna dissect this a little bit and so i can get you where my head is at and where and how god was just ministering this to me one thing i wanted to note was that in Genesis chapter two, we're going to go to Genesis chapter two. It talks about how God planted um, the trees. He planted um, in the middle of the garden. He placed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. And he told um, the man, which was Adam. This is Genesis two, um, Genesis chapter two, verse 16. Or gen- we'll start from verse 15. It reads, the Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Right. So let me tell you how Eve just he, she just she just got it wrong. OK, um, so the conversation was had with the man, which was Adam. Right. Um, so God told Adam this, and it doesn't say that, um, in the Bible, it doesn't say that God came back and told Eve, you know, you know, not to eat of it. Um, so I'm left to assume that <clears throat> Adam had to communicate it to, to Eve that, you know, they were, they were able to eat of every, every tree, every fruit of the tree, except the one in the middle, because, yeah, it doesn't say God came back and told Eve the same thing or, you know, it was communicated to Eve. <clears throat> right. So the reason why I say Eve just got it wrong or we can just tell she didn't really have understanding of why. Um, because when um, the de- when the, the serpent came and said, oh, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any other trees in the garden? Right. And Eve came back and was just like, of course. But she said, but we cannot eat of the tree in the middle of the garden. Um, God said that if you eat it or even touch it, you will die. Right. But in chapter two, God never told Adam he couldn't touch the, the fruit. Right. He never told Adam he couldn't touch the fruit. But here comes Eve telling the serpent that even if we even touch this fruit, we're going to die. Right. So there was um, a little bit of miscommunication happening here. Um, The knowledge was transferred to Eve, right? You know, God told Adam something. It was transferred to Eve. However, 
somewhere in between that 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 um communication something got miscued um because now eve is walking around thinking that she can't even touch this fruit or she's going to die and so this is what she tells the serpent and i thought like how many times like you know even in religion right even in like um christianity or just all in all in this in this world you know we have people who are telling us something, right? You know, they heard from God or they interpret the word of God in a way and they tell us it, right? And when we don't go back to the source, we don't when we don't go back to to validate their truth, what it is that they told us, many times walking around with a truth and in, in something else, right? You know, it was true that God said not to eat of the fruit or you shall die, but he didn't say that you couldn't touch it, right? So where did the touch it come from? It could have been um, Adam's own conviction. Maybe he felt convicted for even touching it, or maybe he didn't want Eve touching it. So he said, look, if you touch it, you're going to die, right? And a lot of times, even in, um, in, in, in religion, you see people who may feel convicted about something like let's say they just like you know I don't I feel convicted about wearing makeup so they go around telling people that they can't wear makeup like you can't wear makeup you have to you know be modest and things like that and that's cool if you feel as though you can't do that that's you and God and that's that's your relationship that's your own conviction but if you go around telling people that and now so let's say somebody tells me that and I'm taking that as the truth so then if somebody if the devil comes to me and is talking about like oh is it is it true that God said that you have to dress modest. And I'm just like, yeah. And he said that we can't wear makeup, right? And then I see someone who is just like sanctified, filled with the spirit. You know, things are happening. You just feel the spirit of God all over them. And they got on makeup. I'm going to question everything that I've been told. Now I'm going to think like, well, this person is operating in the Holy Spirit. And this person got on makeup. And, you know, so... Now I'm associating makeup to modesty. So now I'm like, oh, maybe I don't have to be modest. You know what I mean? You see what I'm getting at? Like, it's like certain things that people will add on to. Like, yes, this is the truth. And they add on to it. And then when you are being questioned or challenged about that truth, and then you don't see it happening that way, you dismiss the whole truth. So what I saw here was like, maybe um, Eve touched the fruit, right? And then she didn't see herself die. Like she, she's like, oh, well, I didn't die and I touched it. So what else is false? You know what I mean? Like maybe what the serpent is telling me is true. Maybe God really didn't want us to touch it or eat it because we would we would be wise and like him. And so let, let me, I'm interested now to see because I touched it and I didn't die. So what else can I do? You know what I mean? And so this is how like it get misconstrued and, and so many times in, in Christianity and things like that, things are being misconstrued. People are interpreting things one way and they're running with that as the truth and they're telling other people that and then people are not going to the word for themselves to, to, to validate what someone told them, right? And that's why I had an episode that talks about being intentional, that we have to be intentional about going to God and, and studying the word from ourselves, not just reading the word, not just reading a devotional, y'all. Um, I know like that's cute and everything to me devotional is like a little snack it's like something you eat in between meals like you have to go to the word you have to be reading chapters you have to that's the only way you're gonna grow up spiritually like 
I'm sorry. You ha- like, come on, you have to. Devotionals are cute. They're like little snacks here and there in between, you know, in the morning, a quick little thing. But you have to go to the word of God. And not only do you, you are you supposed to read it, but you're supposed to study it because in studying the word is where you gain an understanding of the word. Um, and my dad said um, three things to me, which I wanted to mention to you all, is that knowledge is information. Um, understanding is the interpretation of knowledge and wisdom is the cross application between knowledge and understanding. And so a lot of us have knowledge of things. We know, um, you know, this may, this is a sin. We know like, okay, you know, sex before marriage is a sin. We know lying is a sin. Committing adultery is a sin. But a lot of us, we know these things, but we don't have an understanding of these things. And so we we fall victim to even committing these type of sins because we didn't really have understanding. What do I mean by that? Um, let's say that, you know, the enemy comes and says like, hmm, did God really say sex was bad? And then you go... Mm, like he God says that you know we have to have we can't have sex before marriage and then the enemy goes but sex is good and God created sex so why wouldn't he want you to enjoy it and then you go huh God did create sex huh and if he created it then it is good and then you then you be like oh well if it's good and if it's going to relieve stress and and help me really to know this person, then I guess I can't I can do it. Right. And that's how he gets us. And but what happened is we knew this information. Right. We knew that it was a sin um, outside of marriage. We knew that it is a sin, but we didn't understand why was it a sin? Why is it a sin to have sex outside of marriage? And the sin is being that God created it with certain boundaries and said, look, this is this is for marriage. So if you do it outside of marriage, it's a sin. Why is it a sin if you do it outside of marriage? Because God says so. But not only that, um, when God does things, it's not to rip us of joy or happiness or anything like that. It's for a reason. And so why is it for a reason? Sex was designed, if you read in the Bible, it talks about when people came together, what really solidified the marriage was when they had sex. When they had sex, they became one. That was a tool that like made them one. And even um, in the Old Testament, we read how, you know, people, they would like, they would have sex on like white sheets and then they would put those sheets up and it and there would be a blood. So that signified like there was a, a like a covenant. There was like a vow. There was a oneness that was made like because um blood was used in the old testament to you know to represent like a sacrifice or a covenant and things like that and so that's that's how they 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 did that right and so that's what happens like when people you know have sex they are becoming one with that person and it's like god is like you become one with a husband you become one with a wife not these random people and not only that there's a transfer of spirits so now there are soul ties right and now you don't understand why is it that you feel so connected to this person why is it that you just can't let go of this person this person is toxic in your life you can't let go of them you're walking around mad and bitter why because you know a part of you have left your body you'd even realize why because the enemy not gonna tell you that he's not gonna tell you look you have sex it's gonna be so ties you're gonna be 
dealing with some demons. He's not going to tell you that. Why? Because his mission is to still kill and destroy, honey. He is not on your side. Yes, he may have told you a truth. Yes, sex is good. In the context of marriage, and, and, and it was made for marriage, the purpose of it was for marriage. Not only that, because y'all know, look, here on this podcast, I say over and over and over, we I'm going to be transparent. We're going to be real. We're not going to hold anything back because holding things back and not being real is not doing no good for nobody. So we're going to talk. We're going to talk. We're going to talk. We're going to talk. Let me tell you something else. Let's say like, okay, you know, maybe the enemy is just like, all right, cool. You know, God said, you know, don't have sex before marriage. All right, cool. But you could do other things like you don't necessarily have to go all the way there. But, you know, you could touch here, you could touch there, whatever. Right. And so like he's been deceiving us. Some of us are probably living in that being deceived, thinking that, oh, you know, still calling ourselves a virgin. And what happens is a lot of people associate, you know, someone saying that they're a virgin to them being pure. And it's not, no, 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 it's not really that. It's not that, honestly. Like, you could be a virgin and not pure. Like, you could be a virgin and be contaminated where, you know, people are, you know, virgins, yet they are contaminated. Why? Because they've they've done other things. Like, they've been, they, they, they're in other things, doing things. Yeah, it might not be, um, you know, the, the act, but there's other things that they're doing. And in the Bible, it says, look, you must flee all sexual immoralities to tell us to flee Look, there's volume in that. God didn't say, look, stand there and, and abstain or stand there and persevere. Nah, he said, run, run, flee, 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 flee from all sexual immorality. And so the enemy, he's been deceiving a lot of us. Some of us, I've been falling victim to victim to it. We're probably living in it right now, you know, thinking we're cute, calling ourselves virgins and, you know, deceiving people ourselves where it's just like no that's not god calls to live in purity y'all in holiness that that's not pure nor holy anything that you do that is just um against your body that's a sin to your body it's a sin period like you know and the enemy has been deceiving us and like let's be honest like i even fell victim to it um where you know you thought like okay you know god said this but that's that that's what happens when you know you have information you know of something you know we you grew up in the church maybe you know you've always heard like don't have sex before marriage that information has been instilled in us but then the enemy he knows what we know right he challenges what we know and so we just know not to have sex but then we don't think that the other things oral sex and all the other stuff you know is, is in the same bracket as that and so we do these things and we're living content now we're contaminated you know now we're not living purely we 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 hold on to this title as being a virgin but yet we're we're still engaging in, in sexual sin and in sexual immorality and that is the enemy so i pray like Maybe you're living like that now. You're thinking what you're doing is right. No, that's the enemy. Let's look. It is the enemy. Anything that the enemy says, honey, he's going to use the word of God, but he's going to use it to deceive you and have you doing. It might not be that that exact sin, but it's going to be the other sin. Right. It's still whatever he does is going to is going to lead you to death. That's that's all he's about. He wants you to die. He, he wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. That's his that's his motive. And um, and not only that, like what else does he deceive us about? Maybe you're married and um, the enemy comes to you and says, like, didn't God say that wives are supposed to be submitted to the husband? And then you go, yeah, God did say that. And so then he goes, so why is she acting up? Like, you need to step up. Like, you you need to know that you're the boss and that she doesn't have a voice, that you rule over her. Right? He just starts saying all these things. And then it starts boosting your head up. Like, yeah, God did say um, why is I supposed to be submitted to my to the husband? So why she she can't she don't have no say she don't have no say on the finances she don't have no say on when I come home and all this stuff. Then you just start doing things thinking that you operating in what God said, 
But what you didn't know, what you didn't understand is that God, yes, that is a truth. He did say, um, you know, wives must be submitted to your husband. But it says that um, wives and husbands should be submitted to one another um, because of their reverence in Christ. See, he's not going to tell you that part. <laughs> and so, yeah, the wives supposed to be submitted, but y'all so really supposed to be submitted to each other because that's the union. That's the oneness that God created. Like you are the, you know, men are the head. The husbands are the head and then you have the wives, but the husbands have to be submitted to Christ. And so you're not going to be acting out and doing things that are crazy because why? Because you're submitted to, to Christ and you are supposed to treat your bride like tr Christ treats the church. And he, Christ doesn't treat us crazy, right? But that's how the enemy gets us. He deceives us by challenging what we know. And when we don't have an understanding to what we know, we're able to easily be deceived. And um, the enemy persuades us to leave life for death. He persuades us to leave life for death. Whenever the enemy comes to you and is saying anything, even though it may be a truth, it may be a truth, right? He's challenging what we know. And he gets those people who doesn't understand what they know. And then he causes you to leave life for death. What do I mean by that? He persuades us to leave life for death. Yeah, like they were in the garden living life, right? They had fellowship with God, talking to God. Everything was going good. Um, they were living in purpose, doing things according to God's will. And now here comes the serpent um, deceiving them to leave life for death by challenging God's truth. And, I, and we see this all the time in the world where... You know, maybe, you know, there you have people, you know, if you, I know I know of people who grew up in the church. They knew of Jesus, believed in Jesus. Um, they grew up in that. And then they got to an age and someone got in their heads that, you know, Jesus was made up or Jesus. He isn't really the way if you just have a relationship with God that you're good. Right. And but we know that Jesus says that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through me. And so the enemy has been out here deceiving people that they can still make it to heaven without one of Jesus. And so they have been leaving the truth. He has deceived them to leave the truth, to leave life, and to pursue death, right? Like, it is Jesus is alive. Jesus came so that we can have life and live life abundantly. And it is through him that we have life. If we don't have Jesus, we're living in death. We're living in, in, in darkness. But it's in him that we have light. It's in him that we are able to live and that he is the truth and that we have the truth, right? And so the enemy has been deceiving us to choose death over life. And why? He, what, what did he tell Eve? He was telling Eve, look, you eat this fruit, you will have wisdom, and you will be like God, right? And so that's how he gets us in this world as well. He says, look, you pursue these um, African ancestries, spirits, and you will know the past, and you will know the future, right? You will, you will have wisdom. You will be like God. You know, you don't need Jesus. God already created you like him. You are made in his likeness. He uses truth, but he uses it to deceive us, right? And so now we're walking around here thinking like, oh, I don't need Jesus. God already made me like him. So I'm already in his image. And so I'm like a God, right? 
And so we're all walking around here thinking like we're like a God and we're denying Jesus. And so he's uh, deceiving us to leave life to choose death. Let me tell you something. This is how this is how he works. He is it's like this is the snake that he is. Let me let me put you on game about the devil. OK, he is like a snake. He is he is a snake. He is sneaky and he is not on your side. He want as many people burning in hell with him. OK, like he literally he hates humankind like he hates us. He hates God's creation. Like he hates us. 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 And because of this hate, he wants so many of us to die. And not only that, he doesn't have power to just to just kill us himself. He doesn't have the power to do so. He can't. But he deceives us to to make us choose death. We have free will. We we have the ability to choose whether or not we're going to choose life or we're going to choose death. Let me give you a, a picture in the natural because y'all know me. I, I give y'all paint a picture for you guys so you guys are, are able to understand um, a bit better on you know where I'm coming from. So let's say uh, there's a knife looking at me and, and I'm looking at you, right? And there's a knife in between us. And I say, that knife would look really good in your heart. And you go, what? And I go, yeah, like, you know, it's fine. You know, if you if the knife go in your heart, you will blank out for like a few seconds, but you're going to come back and you're going to be even better. You're going to be stronger. You're going to be wiser. You're going to be rich. All of this, right? And then you go, huh? Well, Samantha, she, she know the Bible and stuff, so... You know, if she says it, then it must be true. So let me try it. Let me try it. Right? So then you take the knife. You put it in your heart. I did not touch the knife. I did not put the knife in your heart. I ain't do none of that. You decided to do it because you were deceived, right? That's how the enemy works, y'all. Like, we be thinking like, oh, the devil did this. No, the devil ain't do it. You did it. You had a choice. You were deceived. Like, own up to it. You were deceived, but it's okay. Like, know his know his games, know his tricks, and don't be deceived to choose death. Choose life. That's how he works. That's how he does it. Like, he doesn't have the power to pick up a knife for and kill yourself. He going to deceive you to make you do it. And now he looking like, ha, 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 I got her. Like, ha, 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 I got him. You know what I mean? Like, it's like not even like knives. Like, come on, like um, drugs and, and alcohol and all that stuff. Like, oh, you had a long day. You had a stressful day. Oh, just go to the bar, order some shots. You know what? It's going to make you feel better. Mind you, you know you a recovering alcoholic. And he's and he's just deceiving you like, oh, no, you, you'll be good. It's just one drink. Ain't nobody looking. You deserve it. All the stuff. And then now, look, starting from, from day one, like, just messed up your life. Like, it's crazy. That's how he does it, y'all. Like, come on. So I don't want to go too long, but we talked about how um, Eve was deceived, right? She was deceived because the truth was challenged. She didn't really, she probably didn't really have too much of an understanding of the truth. She obviously didn't use wisdom. Um, but let's talk about someone who was also challenged about the truth, God's truth, and his response, right? Because this is the Being One podcast, right? We are striving to be one with Christ. We are hand in hand with him. Every day we say, God, decrease me, increase your Holy Spirit in me, help me to be like Christ today. Um, And so we're going to talk about the temptation of Jesus. Jesus was also tempted by the devil, but his response was different. And we're going to read it. So Matthew... For um, 
um, chapter four, starting from verse three. Let's hurry up and read it. It reads, during that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off for the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, the scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to a peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him, for the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. All right, y'all, because we know Jesus is the, our greatest example. We, we, we're not following Eve's steps. Now, we ain't going to be deceived by the enemy. We're following Jesus' steps. Um, and why 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 was it different why was it different why 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 because look jesus he not only knew scripture he had an understanding of scripture not only did he have an understanding but he had wisdom so he knew what the enemy he knew like the enemy wasn't telling him false things he was quoting scriptures to him right he was quoting scriptures and had Jesus listened to what the enemy was saying and was like, oh, okay, let me fall down. I don't know what could have happened, but all I know is that it, he was, he was wanting him to leave life in, in order to, to choose death. Right. Because Jesus was like, nah, if I do that, God, you know, God says this, like, no, I, I'm not going to just fall down and, 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 and tempt God because it says that, you know, we should not tempt God. You know what I mean? And so this is what this is what we have to be like as believers, as kingdom citizens, when the enemy is trying to challenge us or even quote scriptures to us because he does that, y'all. And a lot of us are being deceived because we don't even know the word of God ourselves. We, you know what I mean? Like um, I spoke about it on the live last week when I was talking about how, you know, it's a difference between knowing something and reading something and actually studying that thing. Um, if I had a test coming up and I just read through the chapters, um, I'm pretty sure I probably would get maybe two questions right on that test. I'm going to be honest, right? But when I study something, when I study it, now I'm confident in what I know. Why? Because I took time to actually study it. I looked at different different definitions. I looked at different ways that this 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 concept can be applied. I practiced it. You know what I mean? So I took time. I was intentional about knowing the information, not only knowing the information, but understanding the information and then and then applying wisdom to know when this information needed to be applied. Right. So there's a difference. Right. And so many of us are just reading God's word or we come across it. Maybe we, we see it on social media or we hear about it at church. And so we, we have, you know, somewhat of information. But when we are in, 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 in living this this life. Right. And the enemy is coming at us trying to deceive us. And we only we're merely living off of information with the lack of understanding. We are easily able to be deceived because there is no understanding. And with no understanding there, we lack the wisdom. And then that's just it just 
It's just bad. It's just bad, y'all. And so I'm just encouraging y'all to be intentional about studying God's word because we don't have time to be deceived. We don't have time. We, we don't, okay? We don't have time to be deceived and have the enemy deceive us into choosing death over life. Like, look, we we want life and we want, we want more of it, right? It's too many death. It's too many things going on around here for us to not be living the way God created us to live and, and live in righteously and live holy and purely and just live life abundantly. Like that would be, that would be like a, a slap in Jesus face. Like, look, I came so y'all can live life abundantly and y'all choosing death. Like what? Like, no, we can't do, we can't do Jesus like that. Y'all we can't do Jesus like that. Um, and so just praying that, you know, you would think twice about certain things in your life. Um, certain people in your life that may be challenging God's truth and what God said and be, and deceiving you. And it'll h- help you and push you to study your word. Um, it says study to show yourself to prove. You know what I mean? And so God requires us to study his word and meditate on his word day and night, y'all. Day, day and night is for a reason. It's for a reason. It's for a reason. It's for a reason. So that way we're not easily influenced and easily deceived. Okay? Um so that's what I had for you guys today. You know, lean to God's truth. Don't let nobody challenge what you know. And if they do, cool. That makes you run to God and ask God, like, God, somebody said this. What does this mean? Can I get an understanding about this? So that y'all know that the enemy's out here deceiving y'all, you know? And um, he's challenging God's truth. And he may even come to you. You know, the things that he say may not, may not even be a lie. It may be a truth, but it's not the truth, okay? So know the difference. Um, Ask God for... Um, understanding and wisdom and um, I pray that this blessed y'all and um, I'm looking forward to I'm engaging with you all on Saturday during the live at around 3 p.m um and yeah so God bless y'all you know I love y'all and Jesus loves you so 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 much um and be blessed